Hey my dudes, I'm the host Allie and this is Sincerely Queer, the podcast full of stories, tips, and most importantly, laughs. This week has been a little rough for me, so please forgive me if this episode isn't up to what I normally do. Hopefully it will be. I feel pretty good about this episode. But uh, let's just dive right in because we're, I, that's what I'm going to do. Um, so I, I currently don't know what this title of the, the title of this episode is going to be because um, I've kind of changed my plans from what I originally said I was going to do. I originally said that I was going to uh, read like five books this month and then talk about three documentaries and stuff. And I realized that I hate being forced to read, even if it's myself who is forcing me to read. So I am not going to read three of the books that I said I would, but yeah, so... Um, at least not this month. I'm just, I'm not feeling it. Um, it doesn't feel like it would be fun. (laughs) So, um, let's see. Oh, I, okay. So I was, no, let's start with the weekly news. Oh shit. No, let's start with introductions. Okay. If you guys haven't listened to this before, just know that my name is Allie. Um, I'm like, early 20s. I went to Cotty College. I majored in women, gender, and sexuality studies. Um, So I like to look at a lot of things through a feminist lens. I identify as a lesbian and I use she, her pronouns. Um, Cool. Now that that's out of the way, uh, let's start with the weekly news. In my notes, it's like not up front, but I'm changing my mind. We're going on the fly. Okay. So my weekly news. I struggled with this for a bit because I couldn't find anything that wasn't depressing, at least to me. And I didn't, I, I think it's important to know or like to know and be aware of everything else that's happening in the world. But I didn't want to talk about a negative thing for me for this week, at least. Um, who knows what's going to happen next week, but it, just, I couldn't. Um, so (laughs) my news, um, Mae Whitman, who she was in Perks of Being a Wallflower. Um, she was in Tinkerbell. She voiced Tinkerbell. Who the fuck knew that? She voiced Katara in Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, she was the main character in The Duff. And then she's also in The Owl House, which is a new, um, animated Disney show. 
Um, but she came out as pansexual this week. So congrats, May. Like, how awesome. We, you know, um, and the way that she did it, I think, was apparently she was tweeting about the Owl House, um, which is her show. She was tweeting about that and how um, she was grateful that this show has, you know, queer characters because she would have loved to have had that growing up. And she said as a pansexual woman, etc. Um, and so that was neat. Because uh, she didn't really make a big deal about it. And, like, to each their own. But, like, I think that a lot of celebrities don't like making big deals about it because their lives are already so under, not under the radar. They're so, like, in the radar. Everybody's, like, aware of what everything that happens to a lot of, um, celebrities. So, yeah. But I'm excited. I had, you know, this just means Tinkerbell's queer. Um, <laughs> and so that's what I found most exciting. And, uh, yeah. But I thought that this would at least... It's not, you know, it's not, like, the biggest news, and it shouldn't be, like, a huge deal, but I'm, it was happy news, I thought. So, that's what we're going to talk about. So, that's it for my weekly news segment. Um, life update slash podcast update. Okay. Uh, so, starting off, I don't know if I've mentioned it, but I'm finally seeing a therapist as an adult, and I think this week will be my fourth time to meet with him. I adore him. He's like fantastic. He makes Star Wars references and Lord of the Rings references and we talk about video games and stuff and it's so it's like really exciting because he's literally in the same town that I grew up in and that I'm currently living in and like how I don't know and I also it's exciting for me because I can like name drop, I guess is the word I'm looking for. I can talk about, you know, I use they, them pronouns, or I talk about my friend, um, who just came out as non-binary something, or, uh, you know, I taught, I mentioned the word queer, or I accidentally came out to him in the first visit, I think. And I was like, yeah, so this girl that I was going to go on a date with, etc. And, you know, it's just like weird, <laughs> but he, he, I, I don't know. He's like, yeah, cool, dude. Like, we, we fucks with that, you know? It's like, okay, wild, you know, I got really fucking lucky, lucky, lucky with this dude. I got so lucky and I'm so grateful for him because I would, I, part of me is like, I really wish I could talk to him more than once a week because now I can already feel I'm like saving up everything so I can like talk to him. So that's, that's not what I want to do. I need to, you know, not keep everything bottled in and just like word vomit once a week, but we're, we're getting there. We're, we're working on it. We're aware of it at least. So, but yeah, um, I'm super excited for that. And yeah, um, I don't, there's, I mean, there's a few other things going on in my life and I was going to talk about them, but I ch I'm chickening out because I, I know uh, my anxiety has gotten terrible recently. Like the actual worst. I don't know if it's my medicine has stopped working. I don't know, but that honestly is something that I kind of want to talk about. Not necessarily this episode, but like, um, soon I want to talk about one. I want to talk about birth control because I started taking birth control so that I could like stop my period 
but that it it's not working because I'm currently on my period and I shouldn't have it for another two months. Oh my god. So it's we're I'm gonna talk about that at some point. But besides that, um that's kind of it for my life, but for the podcast, I originally said for the month of August I wanted to read Written in the Stars and Hang the Moon, both by Alexandria Belfour, Detransition Baby by Tori Peters, Malice by, fuck, I don't know her name, and The Secret to Superhuman Strength by Alison Bechdel. Um, I kind of, I was really excited to reread Written in the Stars. It was cute as ever, um, and I even got, I bought the ebook and the audiobook. I didn't need both, but I did because, what, okay, here, side note, fucking Amazon, they're like, oh, here's an ebook that's on sale, and then they're like, oh, hey, you could also get the audiobook that's on sale too, and it's total for what the Kindle ebook was originally, and I'm like, I can't pass that up, it's like just getting a free audiobook, and do you know how fucking expensive those are? So, okay, I buy a lot of Kindle books and audiobooks, like, together. I should stop, but it's just, it's too tempting. So, but I read Written in the Stars, cute. And then I read Hang the Moon and I was like, wow, I don't like this. I don't really want to read anymore. Um, I don't know. So I was like, I tried, I thought, well, maybe I'll just read Secret to Superhuman Strength because it's a graphic novel. Maybe I'll be able to get done with it in a day and I can talk about it on this episode and just, you know, whatever. And then I was like, I can't even read that. It, it wasn't, it wasn't fun. It, I mean, I want to read all three of those books eventually, maybe even next month. But like for right now, I, I just, I can't because I'd have to read, you know, at least one book, if not all three books by, uh, a week, a week from when I'm recording this, which is Tuesday, the 17th of August. (laughs) So I am not, I'm not even going to attempt it. Um, so what I'm changing to is this week, I'm going to talk about Written in the Stars and Hang the Moon. And that's it. I'm just going to talk about those two books. I'm going to give them reviews and stuff. And then I'm also going to talk about my experience with dating apps because in one of the main characters in Hang the Moon and he's a side character in Written in the Stars is he created a dating app and the main characters in Written in the Stars you know work on the dating app so like they talk about dating apps and stuff and I think that that it would just work out and then next week I'm going to talk about all three documentaries that I talked about and I I've already watched the first two. So I watched Pray Away and I watched um, A Secret Love. Again, I actually finished it this time and I, oh my God, they broke my heart, my dudes. I had, I had to, I, they broke my heart. They were, it was hard to watch. So don't go watching them if you don't feel that you can, um, or that you're not in the right mental place to watch because they, (laughs) they're rough. Um, but what is the other? Oh, Hating Peter Tatchell, Tatchell, something like that is the next documentary. So like next week, I'm going to talk about all three documentaries and maybe a couple other things, maybe something to like tie it all in together. We'll see. 
but next week will be the last episode of August, and then after that will be September, and I'll do a wrap-up of August, and then I'll do my, maybe, maybe next week, if I can't come up with, um, anything else for the, uh, documentaries, and if it's kind of short, like 15, 20 minutes, maybe, I might do a wrap-up and then do my September TBR and W. I don't know. We'll see. But this week is just going to be those two books. Um, oh, and another thing is with reviewing books and movies, I would like to talk more about some video games and I would like to look at them through a feminist slash queer lens. So for example, I'm, um, like gal gun too. <laughs> I wrote a whole ass paper on that um in school and I might actually go look for the paper and like after I play the game. And I'm not going to talk about these like all at once or something. It might be one game a month as I finish them. Um cuz personally that'll give me a reason to like actually play the games and then also it'll be I, I don't know. I, it'll give me something else to, like, talk about, I guess. Because I don't want to just be like, oh, hey, here, I'm back after, you know, months and I'm just going to focus on books and documentaries. Like, I, I don't want to do that. I want to kind of, I wanted to add some things, but I still want to do what I was doing originally. So, I think if I can talk about those through a feminist and queer lens, then that would be great. <laughs> um... But yeah, that's basically it for the, my life update slash podcast update. And I think I'm ready to jump into my reviews. So, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what I'm doing. Um, I, okay, so yeah, this month, this week, I guess, I read Written in the Stars and Hang the Moon by Alexandria Belfleur. Belfleur? I don't know. Um, and I was, I'm... Yeah, I think how I'm going to talk about these is I'm going to reread the, um, whatever the fuck it's called, the description? Yes, the description for you guys. And, um, then give my review and, like, any other things I wanted to talk about, um, and, like, my overall review and shit like that. So, I think I'm going to start with Written in the Stars. Well, obviously I'm going to start with Written in the Stars, but I only do written in the stars and read that and then move on to hang the moon. Okay. Okay. We got it. Um, so this is the description on Goodreads because I returned the physical copy of the book I have and my Kindle ebook may have a description somewhere, but I don't know. Um, so with nods to Bridget Jones and Pride and Prejudice, a charming hashtag own voices queer rom-com debut about a free-spirited social media astrologer who agrees to a fake relationship with an uptight actuary until New Year's Eve, with results not even the stars could predict. After a disastrous blind date, Darcy Lowell is desperate to stop her well-meaning brother from playing matchmaker ever again. Love and the inevitable heartbreak is the last thing she wants. So she fibs and says her latest setup was a success. Darcy doesn't expect her lie to bite her in the ass. L. Jones, one of the astrologers behind the popular Twitter account Oh My Stars, dreams of finding her soulmate. 
but she knows it is most assuredly not Darcy, a no-nonsense stick in the mud who is way too analytical, punctual, and skeptical for someone as free-spirited as Elle. When Darcy's brother, and Elle's new business partner, expresses how happy he is that they hit it off, Elle is baffled. Was Darcy on the same date? Because awkward. When Darcy begs Elle to play along, she agrees to pretend they're dating to save face, but with a few conditions. Darcy must help Elle navigate her own overbearing family over the holidays, and their arrangement expires on New Year's Eve. The last thing they expect is to develop real feelings during a fake relationship. But maybe opposites can attract when true love is written in the stars. Ugh. It's so cute. I, like... It really is a good book. And it... I don't know. It's a good rom-com. And I didn't realize this is the second time I've read it through all the way, right? I had no fucking clue <laughs> that it was literally like a retelling of Pride and Prejudice. I, you know, I just thought that it was just, you know, Darcy in reference to Mr. Darcy. But like, I forget, is it Elizabeth? I don't know. Uh, the But Elle's real name is Elizabeth Marie. And it's like, hmm, okay. So it literally, it is <laughs> a retelling of Pride and Prejudice. Um... So, I read this book from August 11th to August 13th. Um, it really helps because I listened to the audiobook. Um, so, I, let me, where's my, okay, my overall rating was 4.5 stars. Um, and, I don't know, I don't know what my, like, rating is. 4.5 stars, like, 4 stars is, like, this is an absolutely excellent book and I highly recommend it. And then five stars is like, I will shove this book down your throat. It is one of my all time favorites, you know, and it just, it's, it's good, but it wasn't as good the second time around. So maybe like, that's why my rating is 4.5, but, um, Oh, also, wait, as I'm reading my notes on my rating, um, I said, excellent read. Some lines are funny as fuck. And I meant, like, some of the quotes that they do, like, are actually genuinely funny, and I laughed out loud. Um, and, but I said, but their jobs feel odd to me in this day and age. Like, how many people do you know are, like, Twitter astrologers with, you know, over five, I don't know, something like 500,000 followers? Like, I, and then, I, I don't know, it was just, it's all very weird to me, but I went with it the first time, and then I was thinking this time through, I was like, okay, how, I literally was having a conversation with my mother about, like, what I wanted to rate this book, and I was like, do you know of any gay actuaries? Because Darcy's a fucking actuary. I was like, you literally, can you even think of one actuary? Like, who the fuck becomes an actuary in this day and age, and I, we, we talked about it, and my mom, bless her, was so offended at the fact that I was like, where are you gonna find a gay actuary? Because, like, that just doesn't, I don't know, I'm not gonna stereotype or, like, you know, yuck on somebody's yum. Like, if you really like calculus, I think that's what my friend did. She became an actuary, and I was like, okay, she knew what she wanted to do from, like, eighth grade, um, but I was like, it's, it's just so, it's odd to me. And it, I don't know. 
it just felt really off to me. But let me, ooh, I am so sorry. Oh, um, I also, like, as I'm reading through my notes, though, it, the first, like, chapter, I feel like if some people read this and they, you know, have heard me or anybody else talk about how it's a good book, they're gonna go in with, like, high expectations, but honestly, the first, like, chapter feels very forced to me, um, like, Elle goes to her date and she's wearing like these super sexy underwear, you know, these little lace things and they're giving her an uber wedgie and she's wearing them because she, you know, like just in case the date goes well. And I was like, you know, I don't often go on first dates. One, I also don't wear, you know, like super feminine lacy underwear, but like, I don't know. I was very, I don't know. It could just be me, but like, do people normally expect to have sex on the first date? Like go off, you know, I, like, if you can do that, and if you're comfortable with that, and if that's what you want, like, I absolutely support you, but, like, how often do people actually go on first dates, and they're, like, yeah, you know, it might go well enough that I need my cute underwear to look hot, you know, to this person, like, I don't know, it just, it felt off, um, and then, I also felt like Elle comes across as super childish at first and she expects to maybe know if a person is the one from just a first date. And I was like, I don't think that you could figure that out. And I also, I agree, I disagree with Elle because like, and I disagree with, I think just Alexandria Belfler in general. I don't think that people can tell if a relationship is going to be like, a really great relationship just, excuse me, just from the first date. Like, I just feel like that that is pushing it and just, uh, I don't know. Because I have had times when I'm like, yeah, I really like this person. Like, this is going to go well. And then, you know, we kind of talk some more and I'm like, this is, this is not going to work out. And then there are other times when I've had like really awkward first encounters with people or, like, one of my exes, the first time we kissed, it was, like, it was stupid dramatic, but then afterwards I was like, God, I hope she doesn't want a relationship. Like, I just wanted to kiss her type of thing. And then she ended up being, you know, one of my longest relationships and also one of the deepest connections I've ever had to another person. And it... You know, that just goes to show you that, like, at least for me, I think that shit can flip and, you know, you can't really tell just from a first date, especially a blind date. So, I don't know. That's also, I didn't feel like I could see any of their chemistry in the first date. Like, they're, they were both characters, Ellen Darcy, were talking about how they felt all this chemistry, you know, and all these sparks were flying. And I was like, I, what I was reading was very bland and it felt like, meh. Like, just, I don't know. That's, that was my thing. Um, the sex scenes, excellent. They were so good. Um, so good. Better than in the next book, honestly. I will, I will say that. Better. Um, but also, oh, this is one of my favorite quotes. Okay. Are you ready? (laughs) 
Elle was technicolor chaos, and the feelings she inspired in Darcy were a hazard, straight out of Pandora's box, treacherous and confusing, and better kept under lock and key. Oh, technicolor chaos. I don't know. I just love the way that that's, you know, that's like the perfect way to describe Elle. Um, and I don't know. It's just, it's a cute book. I highly recommend. It's four out of five stars. I think if I keep talking about it, though, I am going to start giving away spoilers. Um, but yeah, I, it's, it's a good book. I highly recommend. So moving on. Oh, wait, my other notes are in here. Hold on. Moving on to Hang the Moon. Here's, let me, let me read the description. Brendan Lowell loves love. It's why he created a dating app to help people find their one true pairing and why he's convinced the one, the one, excuse me, is out there, even if he hasn't met her yet. Or has he? When his sister's best friend turns up in Seattle unexpectedly, Brendan jumps at the chance to hang out with her. He's crushed on Annie since they were kids, and the stars have finally aligned, putting them in the same city at the same time. Annie booked a spur-of-the-moment trip to Seattle to spend time with her friends before moving across the globe. She's not looking for love, especially with her best friend's brother. Annie remembers Brendan as a sweet, dorky kid, except the six-foot-four man who shows up at her door is a certified hot nerd. And Annie wants him? Oh, yes. Getting involved would be a terrible idea. Her stay is temporary, and he wants forever. But when Brendan learns that Annie has given up on dating, he's determined to prove to her that romance is real. Taking cues from his favorite rom-coms, Brendan plans to woo Annie with elaborate dates straight out of Nora Ephron's book, playbook, excuse me. But the clock is ticking and Annie, on Annie's time in Seattle, and Brendan's starting to realize romance isn't just flowers and chocolate. Maybe real love doesn't need to be as perfect as the movies, as long as you think your partner hung the moon. Um, okay, so, like, first off, let's, let's talk about, it's a sequel to Written in the Stars, but it's not entirely a sequel, per se. It is, um, it, I, I don't know, Elle and Darcy from the first book appear, uh, quite frequently, because it deals with Annie, Elle, or Darcy appears more so than Elle, but Elle's still in there. Um, Margot, one of the friends from the first book is too. So it's like, it's a sequel. It takes place after Ellen Darcy, you know, after Written in the Stars chronologically, but it also is, how do I say this? It's, um, I don't know, the characters switch, you know, now it's about Brendan and Annie rather than Ellen Darcy. So, it's also hetero. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. And also, I mean, it's hetero presenting. It's, um, Brendan, I think, is straight, like, 100%. But Annie is bi. So, going back to, oh, here's another thing. Okay, we're gonna pause. Annie's bi, right? Brendan's straight. I think Margot, which is Elle's roommate, is, she's queer of some sort. I don't know how queer or straight she is, but... As in, I don't know if she's bi, pan, or a lesbian. Whatever. Um, Elle is bi, but I kind of think that Darcy is like a straight-up lesbian. I don't actually truly know. 
it never like says that's the other thing like there are very few times when the character's sexuality like is truly mentioned and said um so l was saying something about by pride and annie was like me too or something and l said by five which i thought was cute but it it's interesting because like it's still super queer but in a hetero presenting way so i don't know um Okay, so my overall rating is if I, on Goodreads, you can't give half stars. So, like, this is a 3.25 stars and then round it down to three if I had to give, like, full stars. Because it, it wasn't as good to me. The romance, personally, and the story was super meh. Just, I wasn't feeling it. It felt stupid fast paced. Like, the course of the whole story takes place over, like, two weeks. Um, and it also felt a little creepy. And I don't know if that's just me or not, but it was just, eh, eh, eh. That's how I felt. Just super meh. Um, uh, oh, I can't say that. That's a spoiler. Oh, oh, yeah. Also, in this book, so, like, another reason why it's 3.25 stars is, like, the sex scenes, while I think part of them was really good and like interesting and hot you know it it they were they felt super clustered together like they happened within like 30 pages of each other and they were in like like 75 percent way of the way through the book or something like it i don't know they just felt rushed and clustered together and just included just to be included like they didn't feel like they had anything to do with the story just, oh, I, you know, wrote about sex in the last book. I should include it in this book. So, I don't know. Um, it's, oh, I have, I have more stuff. Okay. So, here's another quote. Um, this is Annie thinking. She's not speaking out loud, but she's thinking. And it happens in the beginning of the book. And it's when, um, she's talking to Brendan about romance and, you know, uh, dating and stuff. Um, so, with the advent of dating apps, people didn't have to work to get laid, which was all most people were after. The old tried-and-true bare minimum of whining and dining someone wasn't even necessary anymore. Not in this world of instant gratification. And, like, honestly, what the fuck? Like, I... Maybe it's just me because, you know, I'm thick and stuff, but, like... And I'm gay also, and I live in Oklahoma where there's not many gay people, but I have never had any luck with just not even being wined and dined. Like, it's like, I, I struggle on the apps just to meet people, which is what I'm also going to talk about. It, like my experience, like I struggle meeting people on the apps. And then when I do, it doesn't like 95% of the time, it doesn't turn out to be anything. Which is why, you know, I, like, relationships that start on apps, I'm always super wary of. Like, I don't know, because it's hard for me to communicate. But I can't imagine somebody just being able to hop. Like, if I could just hop on the apps and match with people just to get laid, I feel like it life would be a lot easier. <laughs> but... She's saying, I don't know, it pisses me off because she's like, people don't have to work 
to get laid. I'm like, I fucking do. It doesn't, it's, I don't know. It could be because I am gay and I am fat and I am in Oklahoma, but like I do have to work to get laid. It's, it's a, it's hard. It's a struggle and it pisses me off that she, the whole point of like her character not wanting to date is because it's too easy and people kind of give up and all they do is just want to get laid. And I'm like, I, I really, that just, it didn't feel real. That whole section, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? That's, I don't know. It, I don't know. I'm going to move on because I could talk about it forever. Um, oh, the, the one other thing I wanted to say about this book is there's a part where they talk about the gay bachelor or they talk about the bachelor and one of the characters, I think it was Annie actually was like, do you think they'll ever give us a gay bachelor? And I was like thinking about it because I've thought about this. I used to love The Bachelor and I really would like to get back into watching it and, you know, Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, but I had a whole conversation. It was actually with one of my exes and I was like, why don't they do a gay bachelor? Like, I don't know. It's just unfortunate to me that, you know, it's only heteros. I, I would watch the fuck out of that. And the gay, a gay bachelor, according to my ex, or bachelorette, we're not discriminating, but according to my ex, would never work because there's no guarantee that they, you know, could all, like, let's say it's uh, the bachelorette. If they're all lesbians and or bi and or pansexual, there's no guarantee that they wouldn't, like, start falling in love with each other. So it, it couldn't just be, like, one bachelorette and, like, all the suitors um, it would have to be more like a bachelor in paradise. And like, I feel like some people have argued that bachelor in paradise and bachelor, etc., is queer because there are bisexual characters on there. But like, I really would love to see a dating show that's like bachelor in paradise, but it's all just women or just men. And they're all queer. I would fucking love that. However, I don't think that they would ever do that. So, I don't know. My whole, uh, Hang the Moon, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. I still gave it a 3.25 stars, but it, it just, it wasn't my favorite book. Part of it felt super rushed and a lot of it didn't just feel real. Like Annie's whole, like, um, what is the word? Her distancing from dating, like her, oh, uh. God, I swear I had the word on the tip of my tongue. Her rejection to dating, her, oh, it's like the word, I, it's, I feel like it starts with an A. I can't think of it. But her whole, like, reason for not dating is because everything's so instant gratification and people just give up. I, there could be people out, out there like that, but it wasn't, I'm not one of them. And so reading about that was kind of upsetting and kind of offending actually because I'm like that shit's not like that life isn't actually like that so it felt more like a movie I guess you know or I mean it felt for sure more so fiction than mm, written in the stars written in the stars while their jobs are weird I could definitely see that being like you know a real life thing like actually happening Hang the moon. I could not. 
I don't think that it's 100% fiction. I don't think that it could ever work in real life. So, but yeah, I guess, I don't know. I was also going to try and talk about my experience with the dating apps, but I kind of, I feel like I covered a lot of it. Like, so I don't know. I'm not going to continue with that. And I think that I have a decent episode here, but let's kind of calm down. I need to like take a breath because it's, I don't know. I got really worked up there if you guys couldn't tell, but I don't know. These books were good. I highly recommend reading them. Hopefully I didn't give away any spoilers. I tried not to. Um, but yeah, uh, oh no. Okay. So next week, um, I'm going to talk about all three documentaries and May, I may do my August wrap up and September TBR and W depending on how long I talk about the documentaries. So if you guys want to watch them with me, go ahead. Let's do that. You know, or if you don't want to watch them, I, you know, you don't have to, right? Um, well, God, I'm struggling, but next week we'll for sure, um, because I'm talking about those documentaries, I will absolutely have a trigger warning on my episode because it is awful. Um, but I kind of think that that's it for this week. I'm, I got really worked up and now I'm really tired and my voice is, is just a struggle. So I think I'm going to go ahead and sign off and oh, oh, all as always, as always, music creds go to ultraviolet. It's my friend's band. I love them. You can find them on Spotify, uh, Facebook, Instagram, um, and YouTube. You could go find them. And yeah. Oh, the music, the video. What? I'm so sorry. I like, oh my God. I don't know what happened to me there. It was like a stroke. (laughs) The song is called Safe. Okay. It's one of my favorite songs. So without further ado, don't forget to always be sincerely queer, my dudes. Till next time.